Well, hello. Welcome to the Liberty on Fire podcast, where conservative Joey and libertarian Tony talk about topics in the news and other things that are of interest to us. We hope you enjoy the show. Hey, Joe, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good, Tony. I haven't been called sexist, racist, or homophobe this week, so it's a pretty good week. That sounds. That does sound good, actually. Uh, I don't think I've been called that in quite a while myself either. So, before the show, we kind of picked a couple of topics to discuss. Uh, one of them was the uh, Covington incident, and uh, the other is uh, a little more recent. Uh, this actor, uh, Jesse Smollett, was allegedly, I'm going to use allegedly, attacked uh, mm-hmm. in Chicago. Um, are you okay with those two topics? Yeah. Yep, you got the name right, too. I did, Jesse huh? Smollett. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I had no idea who he was until this happened, so I didn't really watch that show or track his career or anything. And I'm not really a big celebrity person. My my wife is kind of more into that stuff than I am. Like, she watches the award shows, and, mm. you know, to me, it's just like a whole bunch of kind of rich, entitled, good-looking people giving themselves a pat on the back, you know? Oh, yeah, the award shows, for sure. Yeah, I don't touch those for that reason. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. If if it's a... It's weird. If it's like a movie that I really liked, yeah, okay, maybe I hope that some of the actors and actresses, you know, did well at the awards, but I still wouldn't watch them. And, no, of course. Yeah. For, and, and it's it's become... Like everything else in Hollywood, they're virtue signaling like crazy. I think Black Panther won an award, like for or was nominated for Best Picture. I mean, not even close. Oh, that that was that Marvel one. That's the Marvel one, yeah. I kind I kind of like that one. Yeah, I, I kind of liked it, of course. Yeah, but the, but, but the yeah sure. the superhero movies probably should never. I don't know. They should really never be involved in in like those award type thing. I don't know. That's that's more for like those, uh, uh, you know, where there's actually dial dialogue in a movie, right? Not just stuff blowing up. Yeah, smart scripts and really good acting. Cool. Yeah, not not really Black Panther. And well, I'm sick of seeing uh, celebrities kind of try and talk to us about politics and people like Robert De Niro cursing out the president. Not really my cup of tea. Yeah, I, I, I usually don't enjoy when the celebrities get involved in politics. There's a few, I think, that are pretty decent. I think uh, Vince Vaughn is libertarian-leaning. So I, yeah, usually yes. when he says things, it kind of you know makes sense. Uh, but, he, you know, he is definitely uh, a minority figure, or it, his beliefs are... My, minority view amongst the uh the celebrities that's for sure in the the empire show with this guy jesse smollett who was allegedly attacked have you heard of the show or watched it uh no not at all is it any good do you know anything about it i've never watched it i've heard of it i've seen the commercials i've never watched it myself Uh, and and i think the guy he's not really someone i would recognize either yeah, me either. And uh, I looked him up. He's just kind of like a good-looking person. I wouldn't know he was an actor or anything. Well, I guess speaking of celebrities, we might as well just start with the Smollett thing and then do the Covington later since we're already on celebrities. Um, 
Let me see. How about you summarize this one, and uh, then we'll talk about it. Okay. I forget where he reported to. I think it was uh, the report came because some sort of journalist company heard about it first from him, then police. But his story was he was coming back from uh, Subway at 2 a.m. in Chicago. I think he he may have uh, flew in from New York, possibly. And then he's he's bought his sandwich and was eating it and came out of Subway. And then two guys across the street, I think it was, in ski masks, uh, yell at him at some sort of racial slur. That uh, he is the actor is, is gay as well, and he's a black guy for for some context. They yell something like, "Hey, faggot! Aren't you that uh, gay? You know, n-word." And in their ski masks, they come over and proceed to assault him, punch him in the face, tie a noose around his neck, pour what they think is bleach on him, and uh, then they sort of run off. And then this guy, Jesse Smollett, I guess goes to the uh, hospital and then reports it to the police. And um, I guess one of the weird things about the story was, to me anyway and a few other people, is he still left the noose thing around his neck 42 minutes later is what I read. Um, that's, a, that's, I don't know, it's kind of weird, I guess, but um, that that's the report. So it's, of course, riled up everyone that it's a racial hate crime, race racist, like, 60s style or before um, type of things are, are still prevalent today. And look what Trump uh, America is, is doing. And, and they, by the way, he also, the two people that attacked him allegedly yelled, this is MAGA country. Hmm. Um, so that's the story. And it would be really, really bad, of course, if it's true and it might be true, but there is some skepticism for, you know, among people like me and maybe yourself. That's the story you heard, right? Uh, yeah, I think I what I also I heard was that before this happened, he had been threatened. And um, I think the show or someone offered to provide uh, security for him and he turned it down. Did you hear that? Yeah, he he got that's yeah, that is an interesting part. He got a note or a letter with um, pretty much calling him a fag and a black fag and a picture of like a noose and a gun and it's sort of like a stick figure-ish drawing and yeah so that was the sort of the sort of threat he got okay yeah might have said might have said die die on it or something like that hmm. well so of course you know the media is all over this and um calling it a, a hate crime and uh, I mean I don't really agree with that terminology I don't you know to me is uh, hate crime is no difference than any other crime and because it's you know one race or sex on an opposite race or sex or something is supposed to be more egregious I don't believe that at all it's just you know it's a, a crime is a crime why why so, should go ahead so if he, if he came back from subway and got mugged just kind of randomly and beat up and had to go to the hospital to you. You're saying the same exact thing as far as how bad it was. Yes. Okay. Yeah. The, he was still assaulted, you know, uh, you know, allegedly if, if this is what really happened. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't believe in the whole, you know, increasing the severity of the crime just because, uh, it, it's a black on white thing or something. 
or a white or a white actually white on black thing right so yeah um yeah it, it, to, it, to me it doesn't make any sense you know uh and, and by definition if you're kind of going to go out of your way to physically harm someone else in one way or another yeah you know you probably already hate them so i don't you know why or you, you have such little you know respect you know for them that you're willing to physically harm them that you know it's similar to hating them so why why do you what's this extra you know i guess adjective in there hate to, to describe the crime and make it more severe i, I just I, to me it's it's so it's a waste it's like a whole, a whole idea of hate speech you know there's no to me there's no such thing as hate speech it's just speech and you cannot like it it can be insulting to you and you know but it's it's still speech but go, go ahead yeah no, i agree with that and i think the media is trying to make it trying to show that look this is uh we we still live in a very very white racist america and racism is strong and alive today i think that's the storyline that they're kind of going with and this is the proof and trump trump helped created it or helped sort of inflame it i yeah actually i think it's more than that i think they're they're trying to say that it's more racist now than it used to be and that I completely disagree with. You know, it's like, well, what what time frame are you comparing to? Are you comparing to, you know, 1800s America? Are you comparing it to, you know, 1910? Are you comparing it to 1950 or when? You know, it, it's that it, there's right absolutely I mean, no chance that we are a more racist country now than we used to be 50 or 100 years ago. It's just ludicrous. That's why the story itself does shock me if it is true, because I have always said those things, and I've always said that what the media and the left want to say about white racism being really prevalent, I've always said is just BS. I don't see it anywhere in my life. So if this story was true, it would be sort of shocking to me, um, because I don't believe there are these kind of people around, at least not, at least it would be super, super, super rare. Yeah, I think... Uh, I, I mean, I do listen to other podcasts. One of them is uh, the Tom Woods show. And um, on his show, I think he's talked about the numbers without actually having, you know, like the actual numbers. Cause who, who knows the actual numbers? Like the number of like Klansmen left in the United States is probably like a couple of thousand. You know, so you're talking like a couple of thousand people out of, you know, 327 million you know, I mean, what what fraction or what, what chance do you have in life of ever running into one of these people? It's just so rare. No, and they try and act like it's not rare. But if someone was to say to you, hey, Tony, man, I really I freaking hate black people. I don't like to talk to them. I just hate them. I don't I don't associate them that associate with them. You would you would think that's pretty nasty and that's pretty racist, right? That's real racism. That sounds have, like real racism. Have you ever met someone like that in your entire life? No. I haven't. I haven't met anyone like that throughout my middle school years, my high school years, my college years. I haven't. I don't have a friend who knows a friend like that. They just don't exist. It's this boogeyman that they're creating that doesn't really exist, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, I mean, certainly I think they're out there. I yeah, think, very I, rare, though. Yeah, I do think, I think they're rare. Um and even if they did have, you know, feelings of like, like say, anxiety or 
maybe not so much hatred, but just uncomfortableness, you know, around, you know, black people or something, let's say, or, or a different race, there is very little chance they're going to act on it. Right. No, no. I think that might exist in some people like, you know, sort of uncomfortableness, uneasiness. Maybe they don't like them, you know, in their head. But if they sat next to a black guy in a bar and that guy and the black guy says, you know, um, he thinks Tom Brady is a cheater and, um, you know, he, he, you know, some interesting conversation, the, the guy is going to conversate with them like they're their buddies. I mean, I, I don't see the, the boogeyman. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so I guess that's it, what that's what made me skeptical of, in the first place. I don't know about you. Uh, well, I mean, listening to some other people talk about it, it, it's, it seems like there's a lot of little holes or I don't know if there uh, were misrepresentations. Like, I, I don't know exactly, you know, know what information the police have. And, you know, if they have found, you know, similar holes in the story or not holes, but maybe uh, just some weirdness, like, uh, you know, if I, if I got mugged, I would want to help the police kind of track down the people. And mm-hmm. apparently he didn't want, he was on the phone when it happened and he didn't want to turn his phone over. I mean, okay, so I, I kind of understand that, you know, if he yeah. didn't want to give his phone over to the police and they're going to rummage through the whole thing. But, right, yeah. um, you know, in, in the other respect, it's like, well, yeah, I mean, you kind of want to help them, you know, catch these people too. So, you know, maybe you delete, you know, some of those pictures on there that you don't want anybody to see and then you give them the phone. I don't know. I don't know what the best scenario is there, but I think trying to solve the crime probably should take a little uh, precedent over, you know, you trying to, you know, keep somebody from checking things out on, on your phone. You can, you can say, you can send pictures to yourself and then download them again later. I mean, you know, who knows? Um, well, for me, um, the parts that made it a little a little fishy to me was, like I said before, the the fact that there were some extraordinarily racist people that went to do this 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 um racist attack against this guy because he's black and said all these it's just nothing that I've heard of and it's just everything what the left has wanted to act like is real, uh, so I was skeptical of that. And then there's some weird parts of the story like, um. Just these guys calling him. Oh, first of all, they they have ski masks on. Are they waiting? Are they waiting for him? They have bleach with them. So is it like a pre-meditated attack against this guy? Right. Uh, yeah. How, how did they know he would be there at that time? And ha- they have the rope ready and they have the bleach ready. Right. I mean, that's kind of odd. Yeah. And they're in ski masks and it's freezing across every, the whole country right now, especially at 2 a.m. in Chicago. So. They probably have gloves on, and how do they? How do they even know that they were white? Yeah, I mean, in the first place. Just speaking from like a convenience standpoint, if if I'm gonna like mug somebody, I'd probably do it when it's nice out. I, I wouldn't want to do it in a freezing cold weather. I don't know about you. <laughs> yeah, you only mug people when it's nice and sunny out. Yeah, I mean, it's if if it's if it's a painful experience for me to hurt someone else, I'm probably not gonna do it. I'll wait. <laughs> I want to make it painful for them, right? Yeah, but 
the other a couple other things um what, what was the other thing say so they had they had the oh just just yelling this is maga country i can't picture anybody even saying that it's just too convenient of a of a left sort of well, story there it 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 helps their narrative that they want to portray like perfectly this is like yeah a, exactly a perfect setup for you know continuing to uh i guess demonstrate in one way or another that yes trump is racist we got to get him out you know you got to do everything in your power to vote democrat the next election be, you know because of yeah. all this is what's happening yeah that's what i think you know really it is the perfect story and, and chicago's not really a maga country no so they, they they found the only two guys in chicago that would probably assault a black guy and say this is maga country that's true yeah i mean if you look at the coasts uh, East Coast and West Coast are extremely liberal places, and then uh, the big cities, you know, are going to be very liberal too. So Chicago, uh, you know, basically being like an anti-Republican type uh, area, yeah, it just—it's it, odd that you would find these two people there at, at that right time for this to happen. Yeah, yeah, it is fishy. I mean, it could be true. What I think, since he he did get that letter. And I don't think he made that letter up. I mean, that'd be kind of weird, wouldn't it? If he, if he planned this thing, I don't want to go that far and to keep planned it with the letter. Well, but I think maybe I think this could be like there was these people that he had beef with, and we don't know the full story, you know? Right. And uh, and the, you know they were it's sort of like this this fight and this retaliation maybe uh, between this group these people. I don't know. We don't know everything. And maybe part of them getting angry was was throwing some racial slurs. And that kind of goes back to what you said. If if they're mad enough already to be fighting, who cares if they threw in a racial slur there? Which, if their you know intention was to to hurt and beat this guy up for like a week long anyway, yeah, you know that's bad enough. Right. I mean, if they're if they're shouting, you know, racial slurs at you across the street, but not trying to physically harm you, well, then that's kind of tough shit. Suck it up. Uh, that's life. Life isn't fair. And there's nasty people out there, but if yeah. they're if they're actually gonna come over and you know try to harm you, well, that's a different story. Well, then you have, you know, in my opinion, every right to defend yourself uh, from a physical attack. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's the media is just fixated on Trump, you know, every second of the day, all day long. Uh, they're burying important stories to talk about tiny little things, you know, and, and uh, elevate stories that would normally be elevated um, just to try to show Trump in a bad light. And I, I mean, personally, I'm not a huge Trump fan, uh, but I, I did prefer him over Hillary because I figured with Hillary, we'd already be in World War III with Russia by now. So um, that was my main worry between the two major candidates was that I was like, okay, Hillary, you know, socialist, knows nothing about economics, and probably have World War III. Trump, okay, he said a lot of good things during the uh, campaign, hasn't really followed through on all of them. Mm -hmm. Um but he 
he said better things during the campaign, much better than Hillary did. I figured there was much less of a chance we'd have a, a new war with him. So, you know, he was my mm -hmm. uh, preferred or, or lesser of the two evils at the time. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. He's, he said a lot of good things fiscally, too. Remember about, like, uh, interest rates, the Federal Reserve, which he didn't follow through on that kind of thinking at all. But Yeah, no, not at all. That That's that's disappointing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I guess with this Smollett thing, we'll know more as time goes on. Um, as of right now, it's, you know, you kind of want to come out and believe him, right? Because, you know, if someone is, mm -hmm. is harmed, physically assaulted or... You know, no, nobody likes to see that. And, uh, but the left, they just make it so hard to believe them because of so many of the hoaxes that they've been caught at in the past. It's like, it's the boy who cried wolf. What do you think? Oh yeah, absolutely. And the cap, the Kavanaugh stuff might have been complete fake to begin with as well, which yeah. was, which was a big story. Yeah, it's really hard to believe them, and especially when something like this comes down, it's right up their alley, too. This is the perfect story for the media and the leftist media. Right. Well, I think with the Kavanaugh thing, and I don't really want to derail completely onto that subject, but I think, like, everybody except that one lady, Ford, right, was proven to have been have lied or... You know, just there's nobody, absolutely nobody that can verify. Even like with Ford, I don't think anybody could verify her story. Right. The, the other two, there's th th three people came out besides Ford, and the other two were lying, and then Ford, no one corroborated. And even her good friend, who she said was there, was like, I have no recollection of this at all. Yeah. Uh, it's, um, okay, so uh, I guess the deeper understanding, uh, I guess, behind the whole Trump derangement syndrome. And I don't know if you've heard this before, you agree. I, th I think the left is seriously worried about Trump appointing a, you know, a third justice to the Supreme Court. And they're basically shitting in their pants, thinking that if Trump appoints another one, let's say Ruth Bader goes down, mm -hmm. if he appoints another one, that could shift the court to the right for a significant period of time. And I really, I think they're kind of panicked about it. What do you think? I think the, the, the leftists who are into politics are def that's definitely the main concern, but I don't know about all the millennials who experience or who are in Trump derangement syndrome. I'm not sure what their, what their thing is. Cause I don't, I'm not sure if they're really into enough to know about the ramifications of Supreme Court going full-on right or full-on left. I don't know what the millennials' deal is. They're just anti-Trump, and they're just kind of crazy, and they're just socialists now. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, besides, you know, the fallacy that the Supreme Court is supposed to be the end-all and be-all, uh, you know, kind of uh, uh, having so much power as it has now, it, it's... I mean, that's just not the way our government was set up, but that's just what has, you know, what our system and has kind of morphed into. It's, um, that's where I think a lot of the people think the power lies now. So if you can get a law in the books and pass it, 
um, get it to the Supreme Court and let them, you know, let the Supreme Court kind of just pass over it, you know, not say it's unconstitutional, then they basically ratify it and it stays there forever. You know, I think uh, I think the left is is playing that card, and or even even the right too. They they both obviously stack the courts with their own judges, you know, um, yeah. as much as they can when they're in power. So um, I don't know. If we could, another day we could probably talk about the whole you know Constitution, the Supreme Court, and its role. Is that that's a, a larger conversation, and other people probably do a much better job at it than I do, uh, like Tom Woods and Brian McClanahan. But um, mm-hmm. anyway, um, I don't really have too much else to say about Smollett. Do you? No, I just I guess my final thing on him and that story would be, um, I don't believe this racist boogeyman of the left that they try and portray is a true thing. I think the guy might have gotten attacked, but I don't think we know the whole story. And I think, you know, there might have been some beef between these guys. And maybe the MAGA country thing is fake. I'm not sure that part of it. So, yeah, maybe we'll find out more. But unfortunately, okay. I'm skeptical. Yeah, yeah, me too. I just, you know, uh, fool me once, right? You know, it's that that whole thing is like you, you can't have, you, you can't be proven uh, to be lying so many times in the past and then just expect, you know, people who are ideologically not aligned with you to come out, just believe you. So mm-hmm. that, that should be, that shouldn't really be a surprise to them. Yep. Um, anyway, I guess we should, uh, kind of segue into our other topic and talk about Covington. Yep. Well, that was another story that came out and we didn't know all the facts until the day later. And the, the media was already running full speed ahead with what they wanted to believe were the facts. Um, yeah. And then we found out the truth of that one. Do you want to kind of summarize that one? People have probably heard it already, but... Yeah. Yeah, let me... Uh, so I'll give you what I remember. Is This is probably over two weeks now. Um, and, you know, full disclosure, I did not watch the two-hour video, but you did. And... Uh, I did hear several different news media takes on it, and then that several podcasts have talked about it, and you know, that mm-hmm. for at least an hour or more, and kind of went into depth on you know what happened. Um, so, the way I understand it uh, was that you had a bunch of high school kids from a Midwest Catholic high school uh, hanging out at the uh, Jefferson Memorial, waiting for their bus. During March for Life, yep. Yeah, during the uh, during the March for Life, um, I guess I don't know if you would call it a protest or a March for Life, just gathering. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were wearing well, some of them. I don't know if all of them were wearing their MAGA hats. Is that right? Yeah, a good, decent amount, I think. Okay, and then the um, the black Nazis, I call them the. Uh, um, black Hebrew Israelites, I think they call themselves, uh, these guys that basically, they're black guys that hate Jews. And um, they were harassing these kids, uh, calling them all sorts of nasty th- names. And, um, you know, the one Catholic black guy in this uh, in this group was also harassed by them. And um, then along comes, uh, oh, so... Uh, 
you know, the, the racial slurs and, you know, nasty, I guess, comments kept going on for a while. And then the kids, they were like, they decided to do like their high school chant to kind of drown them out. And then along comes um, uh, this uh, Indian guy, uh, Nathan, right? I think his name is Nathan. Yes. Um, and he starts beating his drum and the kids don't know. He's like, are you beating the drum to kind of support us, you know, go along with our chants? Um, and that, that's kind of where the media zoomed in on, you know, this guy going right up to one of the kids right in his face and, you know, just coming within inches of him. Is that right? Yeah, and he 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 um he came up to them in the middle and it, you know between the two groups the black Nazis and the kids and then he walked into the kids crowd and went up specifically to that one kid uh, Sandman Chris Sandman I think his his name was and started banging the drum. See the media didn't portray it that way. They just took the snapshot of the kid smiling back in his face and they were like, look at this group of MAGA kids interrupting this native american ritual mocking it and shouting things like build that wall so they had it sort of backwards they made up their own story the, the native american guy walked up to them and for some weird reason and started banging the drum in the kid's face and there was nothing like build that wall being shouted by them at all um what they did is they they were confused and they they didn't know what side he was on and so they just decided to have fun with it and start sort of dancing along with the beat and the media said they were making fun of him. Yeah, it, it's interesting how they always select out, you know, from the full cut of the video, only what they want to see or what they need for their narrative. Yeah. You know, and then, and then you get like the full video after and you're like, no, no it's just it's not what happened. And actually, this is kind of the, the complete opposite of the story you were telling. Yeah, it was. You know, the kids were in the, the kids were in the the right behavior the whole entire way even when they were getting berated by the black Nazi people. They didn't fight back or get in their faces cuz it was um it, the black Nazi people were sort of getting obnoxious enough to the point where I think most any other high school uh, would have sort of a fight might have broke out. You I think you said that you you back in high school and your friends might have yeah sort of behaved differently. I don't. Yeah, sure, I don't way. think I would have had as much restraint. Yeah, restraint is the word. They had a lot of restraint. Yeah, I. I mean, it, I wasn't necessarily a uh, a punk in high school, but at the same time, it's you know we didn't really back down from a fight. So if something like that happened, I I could see I could see the fists flying um, pretty easily. So I I don't know. The, I think these kids kind of did everything right. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know that they needed to walk away, you know, maybe that would have been better, but I think they, they did enough. They, their reaction was understandable under the circumstances. And it, to me, it, um, I don't, I don't get any sense that they instigated or made things worse. No, of course, absolutely not. Yeah. And, uh, Hollywood and celebrities and Twitter and whoever else were grilling these kids, grilling them. A lot of nasty stuff said about them. People saying they, they, you know, none of their uh, ex- college acceptance letters should be, you know, taken now or they should be ripped up. The, the kids should be punched in the face. 
you know, nasty. This is what Trump America is, is doing, you know. Yeah, to me, it, it, it's just, it's really, it's sad that, um, I guess, all these, I don't know if you want to call them progressives or leftists, they kind of, they don't mind, you know, ruining the lives of these, you know, Catholic kids over a Trump narrative that uh, that they want to push. And that, to me, that's just that's just disgusting. Yeah, it is. It all goes back to anti-Trump and Trump derangement because they don't do so well when they attack Trump himself. It's sort of he's sort of like Teflon, just kind of bounces off of him. Even if he is wrong, it just doesn't even matter. It's not a winning battle when you attack Trump. Yeah. Uh, so the the strategy is attack the sort of all this stuff around that they are saying causes is caused by Trump, uh, racism because of Trump, you know, bigotry because of Trump, and that's the you know this Jesse Stallman or whatever his name is um, story getting attacked by uh, racist hate crimes because of the Trump era. So that's their play. Yeah, it, it's it it really it like must frustrate the shit out of them that Trump just doesn't care, and yeah. you know that he goes on Twitter whenever the hell he wants, and he just comes out and says things and goes around the media. It must really really piss them off, <laughs> yeah. and, and and to me, that's one of the things I love about Trump, and whether he's right or wrong. Uh, going around the you know the mainstream media which is you know completely biased i think is hilarious and people that really do like trump probably love that about him as well because um you know it's like oh it's trump speaking directly to the people and i i think they they kind of enjoy that i mean i i just i i like um you know what it does to the progressives it it just completely uh, throws them for a loop. They're like not ready for it. They um, they want to have a chance to get out there and get their their narrative going, and then all of a sudden, you know, Trump beats them to the punch and tweets something. Yeah, we've been seeing the right wing politicians be destroyed by media, you know, for as long as I can remember, which is not that long, but at least last ten fifteen years. So it's refreshing to whoa, see. Whoa, hold, hold on a second. Aren't, aren't you like, what are you like, 19 years old now? How old are you? 28 now. Oh, okay. It right. may be not 15, but you know, as long as I was in high school and maybe could read, see what's going on a little bit. It, gotcha. it, it seemed to me like the media would, would kill people like Mitt Romney and it would just destroy them and the bad things. But now you got someone like Trump who. The media loses that battle. He punches back sloppily sometimes. He may uh, hit, you know, a little off the mark a few times, but he just he jabs back and blows, throws some sucker punches and blow the belt punches to the media, and we we all love it. It's, it's funny. It's entertaining. It's kind of what we've been wanting for a little bit, someone to put the media in their place, the biased media. Yeah. Uh, um, I guess I, I ask you, you think anybody watches CNN anymore? Is there is that network useful anymore? Does I have no faith in that well, network at all. I think CNN is just they ought to just come out and say that they're left wing, you know, news. just like Fox is a right wing 
opinionated news source, right, or whatever they call themselves. They just say affiliate with being right wing. CNN all just do that because it's so obvious. And yeah, there are people watching. It's probably it's just all the left leftists. Wasn't it dubbed Clinton News Network during the uh, 2016 run? That's right. That's right. Yeah, and that's really what it was. Yeah, I think. I think, I think people watch it, but not not anybody who's neutral or. I think it's pretty obvious CNN is left wing. Yeah, I mean. Nasty though, the nasty left wing. I don't like. Does Fox make up narratives as much? Um, I don't know. So, I'm not too sure that either side even thinks they're making something up. I think they really see what they want to see that's happening. So, you know, for instance, you know, the whole Covington thing, uh, some people have come back and apologized for jumping the gun, but many others have not. And, you know, I don't know if they're just being stubborn and refusing to admit that they're wrong or that they truly believe, you know, that, that their first take was the right one. You know, do they, because, you know, you could probably, you know, play a commercial or a movie for, you know, let's say someone on the extreme left and someone on the extreme light, uh, right? And they could both come out of that movie with completely different understandings of what was going on. You know, I, th- I think they they either they're speaking like a different language is probably the easiest way to explain it. Um, and to me, I don't. Then I have I have trouble uh, kind of explaining. Well, how do people you know switch? Because I I used to years ago be a leftist, and then I switched you know to more of a conservative person, and now being you know, full-on, you know, libertarian. I, I, I have no explanation for how that happened. That, that seemed like a normal, natural progression for me. Um, but if, if, you know, we go with my narrative that, or idea that they're speaking completely different languages, mm-hmm. then ha, ha, how, do you, how do you learn the other language? How do you start seeing things differently? I think Does you kind of... Any- Go ahead. Go ahead. Does anybody go the opposite route? I really haven't heard it. Is there any conservatives that switch over to be progressive thinking? I hate that word, but leftists? Uh yeah. I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. Maybe the maybe the numbers aren't great. I don't know. I think there's uh I don't know what it means to be an independent. There's kind of people that don't really like either party and you know, uh, kind of vote the opposite when one party's been in power for too long. I, I don't, I don't know what, what that means. I, I've heard lots of people who were leftists who then switched over to being conservative or right. I barely heard any of the opposite way. Even Thomas Sowell was a uh, Marxist thinker when he was young. Yeah, no, I think I, I agree with you there. I think most people probably do if they're going to switch, they go from left to right. Um. Yeah, and I understand. I understand a lot of where they're coming from. The 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 non evil people, right? So mm-hmm. I think the you know some people on the left are either you know they kind of see what they want to see, but they don't really have a big grasp of what's going on or a big grasp of economics. 
and other people probably do understand you know the truth but they still continue with their narrative anyway and those are the evil people in my opinion mm-hmm. i don't know if i i can't i don't know what's it's so much going on in life with kids and work and all the other stresses in life it's like to pay attention to politics is even though it's probably something you should do uh, should be involved in that's the way our, our system was designed it's just I can't I can't blame people for not knowing enough and then you know knowing that people tend to make emotional decisions rather than logical ones uh, it's uh, it's understandable that you, you have someone that wants to take money from you know, one person and give it to another person because they want to help the the person who's less well off. Uh, but, mm-hmm. you know, if they had really thought it through and um, I guess logically or from an economic point of view, maybe that, uh, you know, they would maybe look at that as being theft like I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, um, yeah, uh, that it for you? I don't know. What else should we talk about? Should we wrap this one up here? Yeah, we could wrap it up here. Talked about a little bit of the Covington that happened two weeks ago and the uh, the Jesse, the Jesse, whatever his name is, which is still ongoing. But, um, you know, fake news could be at play. Biased narratives could be at play. And Trump derangement syndrome could be involved for both of those. That's right. Yeah, I, I mean, personally, I'm kind of interested to see where this, you know, this Smollett case goes and what happens. Um, you know, if it does turn out to be a hoax, then, you know, I, I, don't, I don't see how the left or progressives can ever be believed about anything ever again. You know, it, it's, just, it's just more evidence. Well, I say that after the whole, Co- the whole Covington thing, that's... That's that true. Was the, that's the line for me. This one, I don't think, like I said, I don't think it's going to be a hoax necessarily. I think some of it might have been false, like the MAGA country thing. I think it's like these guys had beef with this with this, with this dude and beat him up. And we'll never know the full thing. That's my thinking. Okay. Well, we may end up revisiting this at a, at a future podcast. Yeah, we might. But uh, I think... Uh, those are probably two decent topics to cover in one show and uh, I'll see you next time. <laughs>